Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins, and I'm so excited to have you again on another episode. Today, I have a special guest with me, and I'm excited to talk with her today because we're going to talk about finding joy in faith through the spiritual disciplines. But I want to tell you a little bit about our special guest, and her name is Shelly. Shelly is a dynamic Bible enthusiast hailing from the heartland of Southwest Missouri, with a master's degree in counseling education from the University of Alaska Anchorage and extensive studies at Bethel Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota, Shelley is true a true explorer of faith and knowledge. She's an accomplished content writer, weaving her vibrant words into countless blogs and web pages, spreading inspiration and insight across the digital realm. So thank you for joining us today, Shelley. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for having me. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, just about how you survived kidney failure and how it's led you closer to God? Just let the listeners know a little bit more about that. Okay. <clears throat> well, in 2021, I was diagnosed with kidney failure. And it's a serious disease. And my kidneys started declining at a rapid rate to the point that it was apparent that I needed to start dialysis. And so I started dialysis on July 24th, 2022. And from that day until September 15th, they extracted 100 pounds of water off of my body. So that tells you that I was so totally bloated up. I I didn't even have a lot of clothes that even fit me. And I had to wear slippers or snow boots on my feet. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, when you get this diagnosis, you don't really know all that much about it. And you know that dialysis is probably a, a lifelong procedure for as long as you live, but Mm -hmm. your life expectancy is diminished. Mm -hmm. And so what this led me to is to a deep prayer time with the Lord asking, what was his purpose for this disease? And how was he going to get the glory out of this disease? And what did it mean for me? And I told the Lord that I was ready to die, that I had, you know, made my commitment to him many years ago, and I was ready to die if that was what he wanted of me. And 
at that moment, I felt like this was the route that I was going to be on. And so I mentally wrote my obituary. Now, if, if you've never been through this process of writing your own obituary, it, it makes you kind of, it opens your eyes to mm -hmm. what kind of legacy are you leaving? What do you want the world to know about you? Mm -hmm. And the world is not the whole world. It's your small circle of family and friends. But anyway, it, it makes you think. And so I was thinking through that. And I, I said, Lord, I really feel like I have life left in me. And I really want to, and it's been a dream of mine, to serve the Lord even stronger through my retirement years. And I am retired. I retired because of this disease. Um, so I I just was really pondering it, you know, mm -hmm. what was the Lord going to tell me? And so he told me, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. So even though I did not have a clear path at that point of this prayer time, I knew that he was going to direct my path and that I could have complete trust in him. And so I, you know, proceeded with my dialysis and asking the Lord for healing. And it wasn't any kind of a bargaining. I didn't say, Lord, if you heal me, I'll do this. Because the real question is, what if God doesn't heal you? Are you mm -hmm. still willing to do this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I am willing to do whatever the Lord asked me to do, whether I get healed or not. But for me, I feel like dialysis was the beginning of my healing journey. Uh, getting all that water off of me, I finally could breathe without oxygen. I no longer needed to use a walker. I mean, I was at the lowest point that I have ever been at physically um, when I was at the height of this disease. So. Dialysis has really been a healing process for me. And I feel that Jesus has healed me through dialysis. Mm -hmm. And some people are going to question me and say, well, if you were truly healed, you would be completely healed. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like not necessarily. I mean, God has his own ways. And mm -hmm. his ways of leading us down certain paths. And maybe if I was healed right away, maybe I would forget that I said, no matter what, I'm willing to do this for you. Uh, maybe I would, heaven forbid, choose my own way instead of God's way. God knows me more than I know myself. And so I feel like God is keeping me on a path to keep dependent on him. 
And I still do feel like I have healing through dialysis. Mm-hmm. And I have an appointment at Mayo Clinic in August to be evaluated for a kidney transplant. And the best part is I have a kidney donor. I have a live donor. And that makes it even more promising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even after I get a kidney, which I believe God is going to do for me, does not mean I'm completely healed. Because there's all sorts of things that could go wrong. Your body could reject that kidney. That kidney could fail sooner than you thought it would. I mean, all sorts of possibilities. And ultimately, my complete healing will be when I am transported to heaven. That is complete healing. Mm -hmm. And so in the meantime, I'm enjoying this healing that I have uh, right now. Uh, There's a scripture, if I could just uh, remember what it is. Uh, It talks about the Lord um, doing all these things for us. And then one of the things is you get a renewed, your your strength is renewed like an eagle. And now it's not from uh, Isaiah. I'm just trying to find it here. Um, You're talking about the one, Shelly, that says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. No, not that one. It's mm-hmm. it's another one, which I'm coming upon it here. Anyway, what it says is you'll be renewed like a with the strength of an eagle and the vitality, the the vitalness of an eagle. And my vitality has been restored. And When you have lost your vitality and you cannot, um, here it is, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Through this process, Jesus has renewed my vitality. Uh, Last year, I couldn't even hardly move. This year, I'm not doing foot races by any means, but I can at least walk. And I'm walking sometimes with just a cane and sometimes with nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, from where I was, when I couldn't even breathe, when I couldn't even get out of a chair by myself, When I was at the lowest of lows, Jesus has renewed my vitality through dialysis. And to me, that is very healing. Uh, Because without vitality, you cannot do the activities that the Lord asks for you to do. 
And uh, this year, this summer, I was able to be the director of Vacation Bible School, which in our small church um, is not that big of a deal, but yet it requires organization and a certain amount of stamina. And I was able to do that. Last year, I would have said, absolutely no way. I can't even go to vacation Bible school. So <clears throat> this is a, a long answer to your question, but Jesus is healing me. I'm on the journey of being healed. I have been healed in many ways through dialysis, and I'm looking forward to when I get my complete healing, because then I will be in the arms of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And until that time, it's my job to carry on and to tell his message. And the message of love and spiritual healing and eternal life. Amen, Shelly. And you know, um, just thinking about some of the things that you were sharing, which I thought was very um, important and powerful. Um, one thing you said is that you wanted to impact your world, you know, even before you leave here and that your world was not the whole world, but basically your world is your, your family and friends, which is basically your circle of influence. And I like to say it as well, is that particular part of society that God has caused you to impact because, right. you know, everybody's caused to impact a certain part of the earth, but the part that he has called us to impact, that's what sh we should be shooting for is to make sure that we are there to impact that part of this part of the world where God has placed us to be an, um, a help to others. And even with you being on the podcast today, you're reaching people across the world, but yet you're still in your sphere of influence. Um, right. But through being able to do that, that testimony will help a lot of people. I had several questions that I would ask. Well, I just want to follow the Holy Spirit because something else that you shared that I thought was very important is that, you know, we think God is going to miraculously heal us, or we think that God is going to do this particular thing. But I also agree that, you know, God can heal us through doctors, through medicine. He put doctors in medicine and those different things on the earth for us yes. uh, to get our healing. And so we can't say just because you're on dialysis, that that is not a part of your healing journey or that you have to get a kidney that God did not heal you because he gave us intelligence on the earth for others to be able to guide us through that healing process. Do you agree with that, Shelly? Yes, <clears throat> I really do. Yeah. And I've had to question myself about that. Uh, just recently, I was reading the story of the lame man that was healed at the beautiful gate. And the authorities questioned Peter and said, you know, how did he become healed? And it says he was healed by his faith. Mm -hmm. And so then I, you know, Satan likes to drag us down whenever he can. And so <laughs> I said, well, is my faith not strong enough that mm -hmm. God couldn't mm -hmm. heal me? Mm -hmm. But there's all sorts of variables in this. I could have strong enough faith, even the size of a mustard seed, but 
It's what's in God's will. It's not in my will. God has the perfect plan for me, whether I live or die. But for right now, I'm living. And one of my best verses at the beginning of this whole uh, ordeal is 2 Corinthians 4.16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Every day we're being renewed inwardly in our spirit, which is the most important part of life. It's, it's not necessarily our body, but it's our spirit. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we need to accept health and accept help however it comes to us. Because the Lord could be guiding that person or that medical system to provide you with the healing that you're looking for. And so we would be very remiss if we downplayed what medicine can do for us. Um, Because I don't think God asks us to just sit back and wait for him to heal us. We need to do what we can do um, to guarantee that we're in the best shape that we can be. And I think that's part of being a good steward of Mm -hmm. our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, it's, it's been a very eye-opening, eye-opening experience. And, you know, also, uh, Shelly, when you said that, I thought about even the prophet Elisha, you know, because in second Kings 13, even though he was a prophet, he raised the dead, he healed the sick and, you know, right. a lot of things happen. The Bible tells us in second Kings 13, and I believe it's verse 14, where he died of a fatal disease yeah. and so was not God with him. Yes. God was with him, but we, we don't understand all of God's ways. And right. so we have to understand that something that you said earlier too, is that whether God delivers me or heals me, am I still going to trust him? Am I still going to believe in him? Am I going to still hope in him? And I have a question for you, Shelly. How do you think you get to that process of though they slay me, yet will I trust you to get to the point where, God, if you don't heal me, you're still God. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were in the fiery furnace, they said, you know, if you don't deliver us with God, you know, you're still God. Yes. So even with the sicknesses, for those that are listening that are suffering with different illnesses um, and feel like that God has forsaken them or they don't have the, they, they feel like they may not have enough faith. How do you get to that point where you say you, you're comfortable with saying, uh, if God doesn't heal me, he's still God? Well, <clears throat> it wasn't necessarily easy to say, but I believed it. And so mm-hmm. I said it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's because I have a strong faith. I have, the Lord has never let me down. I have no instance where I can say, well, if only God would have done this. I, I don't. God has always been there. Always led me through every trial and tribulation, every situation that was difficult, um, And you get there by reading the scriptures. 
And this is where my whole thing about the spiritual disciplines come in. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. have to be in the Bible. We have to be studying it to know what it says and to gain that confidence and to gain that faith um, that we need and that we so desire. Reading the Bible and prayer has nothing to do with being a religion. It has everything to do with having a personal relationship with Jesus. And if you don't have that strong personal relationship with Jesus, you're probably not going to be able to say, even if I die, I'm still going to do this. Uh, I think about people that are persecuted in other countries of the world and they are persecuted to the point of death and my brother's a missionary and he actually um, knows some people some believers in south korea and they were having a secret home church well somebody turned them in And it was actually a family member that turned them in. Oh, wow. And they have all gone to prison and are facing even execution. So when you think of a situation like that, you can, can you say, you know, no matter what I face, can I still praise the Lord? Can I still follow him in complete faith? And I hope that we can say yes. I mean, look at Daniel in the lion's den. He had complete faith. Or like you mentioned, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They went to that fiery furnace saying, if we die, we die. But, you know, lo and behold, the king looks in there and sees four people. I mean, what a dramatic situation. And there's a lot of drama in the world and a lot of persecution of the church. Now, America has not uh, gotten there yet, thankfully. That Our persecutions are more like somebody turning their back on us or making fun of us or, you know, more simple things than that. Most people in America are not beaten and executed for their faith and so it's relatively easy for us to say yes even though I face death I would follow the Lord but I'm thinking I'm dying of kidney disease (laughs) but if I'm in another country and I'm captured for whatever reason and they're like you renounce Christ or you're going to be beheaded Do I have the faith to go ahead and be beheaded? And that's a question that I have asked myself since childhood, that I would have the faith to do whatever is asked of me. And uh, there's another story that came out a few years ago um, about some Coptic Christians in Egypt or the Middle East somewhere. 
And there was 19 of them, I believe. Well, 18 of them were believers, but the 19th one wasn't. And he was at the end of the line for this execution to take place. And every one of the 18 believers said, I'm not renouncing Christ. And they were beheaded right then and there. So they got to the 19th one. And he said, I wasn't a believer before, but seeing these 18, I want to tell you that I am. Mm. And, he, and he was beheaded. I mean, that's the kind of faith that I want. <laughs> <laughs> but it only comes through Bible study and prayer. And we have to be devoted to that. Um, I became a Christian many, actually decades ago now. I was raised in a Christian home. And you would have thought that I would have had this all down pat. My devotions, my Bible study, my prayer time. And it just eluded me for some reason. Uh, I studied the Bible, but not on that day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the rubber meets the road, is on the day-to-day basis. And we, um, I think we sell ourselves short if we say, I don't have time for that, or I just can't make that a priority. Look at the Bible does not say you have to spend three hours a day in the word. Even 15 minutes. Uh, I heard a quote. I'm not exactly sure who the quote is from, but it says the moment you pick up the Bible to read. God meets you there mm-hmm. he is ready and willing to lead you through the scriptures to reveal himself to you through the scriptures i mean the scriptures are the best way that we have of knowing who god is and i mean he can speak to us through prayer and maybe even through other people, but the scripture is his holy word, and it's the best way of knowing who God really is. And there's uh, lots of scriptures that tell us to be in the word and reading. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing is, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. Bite off, uh, you know, decide what book you want to read. So, okay, I'm going to read John. Well, instead of trying to read the whole book of John, just read the first chapter. And I like to ask myself two questions. What does this say about God? And what does it say about me or for me? And Let's take an easy scripture that everybody knows, Psalm 23, the very first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, what does it say about God? It says he's our shepherd. Well, what is a shepherd? We know it's somebody who works with sheep. Well, if you have a study Bible or a concordance, you can look up 
the terms shepherd and sheep, and it should direct you to other scriptures about shepherds and sheep. And we know from Luke 15 that a shepherd will leave his main herd and go out to find the lost one. The shepherd cares for his sheep. And in a spiritual context, the shepherd is Jesus. And his followers are the sheep. And he wants to lead and guide us. He wants to walk with us. He wants to care for us when we are hurting. And you can see all these factors if you look at the rest of Psalm 23. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. So he gives us a place to rest and fellowship with him. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He repairs us and forgives us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. The shepherd walks with us through life and death. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. He feeds us spiritual food from the Bible and helps us to find peace and rest. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We will be blessed and have the assurance of eternal life with him in heaven. So, I mean, that is just a very simple way of looking at Psalm 23. But what did you find out? You know now who the Lord is. He's our shepherd, and you know what he wants to do for us. Mm -hmm. So then the second question is, what does it have to do with me <clears throat> or for me or about me? So the second half of the first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So this does not mean that God is going to give us everything that we think we want, or he's going to give us everything we need, not everything we want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, He's going to provide all of our needs. And I don't need to worry because Jesus is a shepherd who wants to guide me, walk with me and provide for me. And in Matthew 6, we see that God tells us not to be anxious about our clothing. For if he clothes the flowers of the field, how much more will he clothe us? So we don't have to be worried about our day-to-day -day needs. Um. When we start worrying about it, that's what gets us into trouble. And I have a, my own little analogy here. We need to be satisfied with a piece of toast and not always crave the big brunch. Oh, we love the big brunch, but do we really need it? Um, here's the promise. God will supply all that we need. And even if it's just a piece of toast, that's all we need. We don't need the big brunch. He doesn't have to provide us the big brunch. Um, I know there's lots of believers who are existing on the toast of life. And they're perfectly happy and satisfied. And then there are others who always get the brunch. And they might not always be satisfied. They want more. They want the steak dinner too. But when we start comparing, we set ourselves up for the sins of jealousy and covetousness. Mm 
and we certainly don't want to disturb our idyllic scene in the green pastures by bringing sin into the mix. There's many stories in the Bible about these two sins. Look at Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, Joseph and his brothers. Jealousy and covetousness got in their way, and Cain killed his brother. Jacob took Esau's birthright, and Joseph's brothers sold him as a slave. I mean, these are big deals. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, God is going to provide all that we need. And so that was just a very simple way of looking at Psalm 23. And that's how we can look at every scripture. And if we have a problem with a particular scripture, we need to stop and pray again that the Holy Spirit would enlighten us about the meaning and the truth of that scripture. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is trying to get our attention. And we may be stuck on a certain passage because God wants us to see something else. Uh, You know, we go to church on Sundays and we hear lots of sermons. And so our mind is probably bent one way on a certain passage because that's the way we've heard it all of our lives. But if we yield to the Lord, he may be showing us something new about that scripture. And it might be life-changing for us. And we need to let the Bible speak for itself. And you can do it one verse at a time or one paragraph at a time. That's why this type of Bible study is so beautiful, because you decide what and how you're going to study. And it doesn't need to be a huge task. Your whole goal is to draw closer to the Lord, not to see how much you can read in a day. It's not a competition with other people from church that may be reading through the Bible in a year. Uh, I always start out with those plans, and by the third month, I'm (laughs) discouraged because I've gotten behind. And so I have adopted this way of studying, and it's just so freeing. I'm not in competition with anybody Mm -hmm. else. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading about the Lord and learning what he has for me and who he is. And it's just, it's, it's perfect. And it just builds a relationship. Um, yes. With, and that's what it's about. And yes, exactly. That's what you're talking about because just a lot of memorization without relationship is just head knowledge because yes. it never becomes a part of who you are. It's never ingrained in you and you never partake on that nature of Christ like you desire to take because you're too busy, like you say, competing. You know, yeah. I've done, you know, tried to do a Bible in a year online and I have read the Bible in a year, but I've tried to do it again, you know, through the apps and I never get through it. And so yeah. it's better, like you said, to just focus on those scriptures that the Holy Spirit gives you and just meditate on it. Even if you're meditating on one particular scripture that the Holy Spirit has given you for a whole entire week or to the month, you know, right. he, he could be saying something about that, but we just have to realize like what you said earlier, Shelly, is that, you know, it's about 
you know, knowing who he is and having that relationship with him. And when you were talking earlier, you talked about faith. And for time's sake, I want to go where you said is that um, we have to study the word. We have to pray and we have to have that relationship with God. You know, Romans 10 and 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And so for you to even have that faith that you have, it's because of your relationship through God, through prayer and the scriptures. And right. a lot of people in the world today, even as Christians, we don't take that discipline. We don't have that discipline to um, pray like we need to. And like you said, it could be 15 minutes, but make that 15 minutes a discipline that you do every day, because that's where you build that relationship. It's all, it's not always about quantity, um, a quality, I should say not, not about quantity, but about quality. So it's right. the time that we get with the Lord uh, that is very important. And so for those that are listening today, Shelly, would you pray for those um, who may desire to draw closer to the Lord, or they feel like they, they don't understand how to study the scriptures, but they want to know more about him, or they may be struggling with their uh, something in their life that they are, you know, want to be healed for, and they're trying to trust God, but they're at a place of, they don't have the faith that they need to have for right. their healing. Would you pray for those right now? Yes, I would. Heavenly Father, we want to praise you for who you are, and you are just so awesome and wonderful. Yes. You are sovereign over the whole earth. There is nothing that takes place that you don't know. And so, Lord, I want to lift up to you these brothers and sisters in Christ, or maybe even a non-believer who need more guidance, who need to know how to grow their faith. And Lord, I just pray that you would come to them and encourage them and maybe show them a special passage in the scripture that's going to help them to understand who you are and help them to grow their faith and to believe that you have their best interest at heart. You're not a guide, God who tests us. You're a God of love, a God who can guide us if we only listen. So I pray for these ones, Lord, that are struggling, that you would open their ears so that they can hear you. The sheep hears the shepherd's voice, and that's been a prayer of mine for a long time, that I would always recognize your voice and follow it. And so I pray for these ones, Lord, that they would hear your voice and follow it. I pray that you would encourage them and build them up, maybe through uh, somebody at their church coming alongside of them and saying, hey, I see you're struggling with this. Could I be of service to you? Could I pray for you? Could I help you? Could we study the Bible together? I mean, there's all sorts of ways to make this happen. And no matter what ways we choose, we know that your ways are higher than ours. And so, Lord, I just pray that each one within the sound of this recording would really stop and think about their relationship with you. Is it where it needs to be? Do they need to spend more time in prayer? Do they need to spend more time in the Bible? I pray, Lord, for your leading and guiding hand for each one. 
and I thank you for Tiffany and for her broadcast and how she brings out some of these critical issues of the Christian faith. I pray that you would bless her and bless her work. And we pray these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Shelly, for just sharing your testimony on today. And I'm in agreement in prayer uh, that even when your kidney comes, that there will be no complications, that the angels of the Lord will be even in the midst of the surgery room to guide the Holy Spirit's hand, that the healing virtue of God would even be with the surgeon that will, perform, that, that will perform the surgery, that all will be well in Jesus' name. And so that is my prayer for you. Uh, and I know that God will, he will fulfill his word because of your relationship with him and your, your love for him. But would you let the listeners know how they could get in contact with you if they wanted to know a little bit more about you? Yes, uh, my email address is wilsonspeaks at yahoo.com. And I will I welcome any emails. I welcome any questions that you may have. Uh, and if you're working through this and you're having some victories, I would love to hear your victories too. Uh, there's victory in Jesus. And so don't ever get discouraged. Um, Joshua 1.9, don't be discouraged or dismayed for the Lord your God goes with you wherever you go. So we always have that confident assurance that Jesus is always with us. But wilsonspeaks.com or wilsonspeaks at yahoo.com. I invite you to reach out to me. It'd be a pleasure. Amen. So listeners, go and check Shelly out. Email her if you have questions, you desire prayer, and you may be going through some of the things that she's going through. Um, She will reply back to your email and get back with you. Uh, So be encouraged as you've listened on today. Get in your word, uh, not just to get in the word of God to say you know the word, but get in the scriptures in order to build that relationship from him. A lot of times, I've heard people say, you know, I don't want to displease God. But when you get in the word of God and you begin to worship him and you begin to read his scriptures, you will begin to know more about him and you will begin to learn more about his love and you will experience more joy concerning who he is. And you forget about who you are and remember who he is in your life. And so I encourage you to get in the scriptures for yourself and just build that relationship like Shelly was talking about today. Um, building that relationship with him so that your faith can be strengthened so that whatever you have to endure in life, you will be able to endure it with the power of the Holy Spirit. And until next time, God bless. Thank you, Tiffany. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.